Up next is Lacey, where she's going to be sharing about how she got into cattle by using 4-H FFA to show cows, and now she calls them her grass puppies. There's a lot of information packed into this about how she is sharing her story using social media and how that has really helped encourage other people to learn more about raising cattle. So let's tune in. Well, Lacey, I found you off of TikTok. And I think that's like where the world is like now finding all these other people. And um, so I wanted to say, wow, you have so many followers and people who are just (laughs) joining in on this journey with, I wanted to kind of get it into your own words. um, So everyone can kind of listen to your story and how did you get started? um, Or why are you, why are you where you are? So basically, um, we never really, my dad had dairy cattle when he was growing up and then they got out of that. And then when I was about six, um, my brother's six years older than me. So he was 12 and my grandpa really started getting into show cattle. And so my brother wanted to start showing along with a couple of my other cousins. And so we really didn't have, like, we had the experience of having my dad had dairy cattle prior, but we really hadn't messed with beef cattle before, and I was only six. But then we started with three shorthorn cows, and we just kind of expanded from there. Um, I really got into it about eight, nine, and then I became very obsessed with it. I did FFA. I showed cows all my life. And then when I was 14, I actually got a loan through the USDA to get my own cattle. And so then it was kind of just from there. It was me and my dad mainly because then my brother moved out, moved away. Um, yeah. So can you, um, can you go into that a little bit? So then that way our listeners, like if you're using the word show calf, can you kind of elaborate? Like what it, what does that entail? Okay. So, um, if you've ever been to your county or state fair, you'll see the barns with the beef and dairy cattle. Um, I can't speak on dairy cause I never showed dairy, but beef cattle, you have your two categories essentially, which is your feeder calf or fat steers, which are the boys that are castrated. And then you have breeding stock heifer is what I mainly showed. Um, so with your beef, obviously cattle are used for production. So for steers, they're basically pets. You bring them in. That's why all my ladies, um, for the most part are halter broke. I can go out there and just throw a halter on real quick. Cause you break them to walk. Um, And then the boys, as far as the judging aspect, it is looking at their muscle and meat and are they going to produce good beef? Um, So it's a project that a lot of 4-H FFA kids do. I never really could, I never could really do well with boys. I just get too attached. So I always showed the breeding stock, which is my efforts. That's why all my girls are uh, halter broke because in that ring, you're looking at production in the sense of, um, bringing life. So you're looking at it as a breeding stock of, okay, is it the good female? Does she have depth to her rib? Does she have a good walk? Is she long bodied? Is she going to produce cattle and be a good mother, like in the sense of being able to produce cattle and being able to birth cattle? Um, as far as the show, I think a lot of people are always curious to like what it's like. If you've ever watched the Thanksgiving dog show, it's kind of similar to that where you just kind of walk ring and then you set you have a show setup which is just basically the natural stance of a cow um if you see them standing in the field nine times out of ten they're probably in a show stance because that's why it's considered that because it's a natural look for the cattle they're balanced well and that's how they look their best that's so that thank you that's really helpful and so how can people get into showing cattle um, I think the first thing would be just to, I think 4-H or FFA is a great avenue because if you have absolutely no idea, it definitely helps. So I would look around and see what kind of local 4-H groups that they have in their area because those advisors and they have 
they have a lot of different resources as far as like where you can get them. Um, I know a lot of, I think, I know my personal chapter didn't, but I do know surrounding schools actually will like purchase um, calves, pigs, whatever they want to show um, or at least help purchase for a kid that wants to show, but maybe doesn't have the funds because it does get a little pricey. Um, but then you're going to have that village of knowledge for like anything from advice to the best way to do things proper care, all that, like a big part of FFA is um, learning the proper care of animals, even if you're not going to have them. Right. There's a lot of conventions, there's a lot of opportunities, and there's a lot of ways to grow yourself as a person more just like, oh, I have cattle or, oh, my dad owned a farm. Because there's a lot of things like from public speaking to the job interview contest. So it really can make you a well-rounded person too. Yeah. And it's got a life experiencing qualities as well. So after you were done showing, where are you now? We really like having cattle and like we don't want to stop. So we just decided to keep them. And I think that's kind of where I differ from a lot of like the, you know, quote unquote production side and like your typical farm mm-hmm. because I produce for beef or like I just have pet cows that sometimes I sell a couple calves for some little 4 H kids. And then times I just sell the boys just to make a little bit of money back. But Regardless, it's more hobby farming and just having 1,500 pound pets than anything. (laughs) Yes. And you name all your cows and you go (laughs) out there and visit with them. And it's just, it's pretty cool to see that um, there's so many different aspects to ranching and farming that people can, I just think that it's so cool that you can have your finger in one aspect and make it work for however you want to do it. So for you, it's pets. So yeah. (laughs) for me and my dad it was just um we just we really enjoy having baby calves we love the environment we just love having them they do become like I always have people meet my cows when I can because I'm like you will be amazed at how (laughs) think that they're just they're just big dogs like they are docile they're laid back they want pets they want scratches and we just got attached I was like we've had some of these cows for like eight ten years now like we can't just sell them because we're not making money like we'll just make it work yeah Exactly. Well, that is so cool. And and I'm glad that it is still like runs in your family and it can just really brings you and your dad together, it sounds like. Well, Lacey, can you give me a little bit more background about like why I found you, like I said, off of TikTok. So why did you get on TikTok and why did you start talking about your ladies? (laughs) (laughs) So it was actually very funny because it was a complete accident. Um, When I started posting TikToks, it was basically just me and my friend had been watching TikTok. We got obsessed with it just like everybody else. Um, And my original user was, I think I'm funny because I had no intention of posting my cows. Um, To be 100% just transparent with you, um, I am somebody who has been in the agricultural field for a lot of my life. And I have seen the negative backlash and things like PETA, unfortunately. And so I was always nervous. Like, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. People just see a beef farm and they don't know that these are my pets. I'm going to get just absolutely demolished on an app like this. So I was like, I'm keeping my cows off of it. And I was out in the field. It was actually, I'm coming up, I think, in two days of my year year anniversary on TikTok. Uh, yeah. my first you know, going viral, but, um, I was out in the field and I was checking my ladies to see if they were calving. And my girl snow is all white cow. She's one of my <laughs> personal favorites and one of TikTok's favorites, but I just decided to be goofy. And I sat beside her cause she was just laying down and I was making a video that I thought only other livestock people would really understand. Cause I was like, Oh snow, like you're going to have your baby on a nice warm day. Right. And then I was making her shake her head. Like she was agreeing to me. And 
I just posted it thinking, you know, other, maybe I'll find other cattle people or other livestock people and they'll get the humor behind it. And they did, but then a million other people watched it and were like, oh my God, this is a beautiful cow. What the heck? I want to watch her baby. So then I was like, oh, you guys like her. Well, you should probably meet my adorable bottle baby named Oswald, who's obsessed with me. And I put in my Jeep Renegade and then it just kind of like snowballed from there um i would say snow's pregnancy definitely was a big reason for my following because people were so invested in that cow they were like i need to know when she has this baby (laughs) and so then i just um i have always been a very big fan of education i my goal is to go back to school and become a professor of agriculture because i've just always loved teaching and so this was a fun mix of i can use my stupid sense of humor i can show my cupid like my adorable cattle but then i also can like teach people that you know maybe only see PETA videos and they think that all they're awful people but there's actually a lot of people like me that do have cattle because they enjoy them and that they love them and appreciate and respect them for the creatures that they are and so I just kept going with it I was like all right we're rolling with this (laughs) yeah um we recently relocated from one state to another and we transported we have highland cow cows (laughs) and we moved them in a big stock trailer and Mm -hmm. so when they got here I was all excited I'm like I'm open up the door and the cows are just running out. Like they're just so excited to be out. And I didn't expect the reaction off of like the responses. And half of them were, oh my gosh, I had no idea that cattle were transported in that type of vehicle. I thought they were just going all to slaughterhouses. And then the other side of people were like, well, I I know why you have that cattle trailer because you are going to go slaughter those cows and that kind of thing. And um, so I just thought that was kind of interesting. And I think on that pivot point, I really wanted to, like you said, have that education point mm-hmm. of if you don't tell your story, somebody else will. And th- we just educated by saying we hired this moving company to move our cows. This was the biggest trailer we could find. <laughs> I will say that the two times that I received, like, and it's really not hate. It's usually just concern. People just question. Well, three times I will tell you is um, in the winter when I have a lot of mud, like right now, like when it goes winter to spring, um, I'm like, you guys don't like it's you have, I have 30, 1800 pound animals (laughs) that are field that just had nine inches of snow on it. Like it's going to be muddy and they don't care because I have 60 acres, but those (laughs) they're gonna lay right by the feeder because they're like listen I lay by the feeder I eat my hay I poop and then I go get water and then I don't have to move like that's just that and then in the spring and summer when flies come out people get very concerned and I'm like I use fly repellent not only in feed and a spray but I still it's inevitable because I'm outdoors like I can't get rid of all And then um, I really have to drive home the explanation of weaning babies because sometimes people hear you separated the babies and they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, they're six months old. (laughs) They are supposed to be weaned. (laughs) This is no different than like a six, eight week old puppy. Uh, They will just keep drinking milk on their mother until their mom keeps kicking them in the head. But when they're 600 pounds and a new baby is 80 pounds, I like to do some of the help for that little 80 pound baby. (laughs) Right. Well, and sometimes they don't even go back into cycle if they're still breeding a baby, mm-hmm. if they're still well, milking a baby. Yeah, because it's, and it's just hard on their bodies in general. Like, I'll watch my ladies lose weight because their body's now trying to produce enough milk for a 600-pound calf, and that's just impossible. Right. Yeah, that's what we were rolling with, too. And we thought, like, gosh, does she have parasites? And then once we weaned her off, it was, like, amazing. I'm like, oh, my God, she's a, she's a new woman. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a, it takes a lot out of a woman to breastfeed. So I always give them props because that's, it takes a lot. So you have to, I have to do my best as the cow mom to make sure that my ladies bounce back and are always at a good weight. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, and so you're, you, you have had quite a few uh, viral videos off of TikTok. So that's really fun to see that people are really just connecting with you. And um, people send you gifts all the time that I see you kind of do some unwrapping. I mean, one of my most favorite is when you walk out with like the tiny microphone in your mouth. and <laughs> It's just so funny. That was one of my favorites. It was ironic too, because it was like one of those perfect, like I had just like, just like real quick in a video been like, oh, I really want a tiny mic. And then literally I checked my PO box like the next couple of days and two people had sent me two separate mini mics. And I was like, you guys don't understand the amount of power I feel like I have with these. <laughs> Very cool, Lacey. Well, can you tell me like, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, if I had to give myself a pretty solid five-year plan, because I thought about it a lot, because I'm at a very uh, midlife crisis, or quarter-life crisis, I'm sorry, in my life, where I'm turning 25 this year, and um, I think that in five years, I see myself definitely um, having my house on the farm, because I'm hoping and should be this year building a house on the farm, just because it makes the most sense for me financially, and just because of, you know, area and having land for my ladies but in five years I would love to have uh the ability to go back to school and get my master's so that I can teach um I would love to be a professor of agriculture it's just something that I've always had a passion for and I would like to once my funds get to a point where I have a surplus not like a crazy surplus but like more expendable income to not only have my crew that I have now but I would love to expand into some other uh different species and then I my ultimate goal is to have almost like a sanctuary type deal where um, I know a lot of people get things like mini pigs donkeys mini horses regular size horses um, goats because they're cute they're very cute and like everything and then they realize this is a livestock animal still um, and so I would love to be able to just be someplace where like if you realize it was too much you took on too much responsibility that's fine bring it here I'll give it all the love I need <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly That sounds great. I'm really excited for you. I think that education, um, so I was a fourth grade teacher and so Mm -hmm. education is near and dear to my heart that I think there's, there's needs to be a lot of, a lot of love in that area and not everybody wants to do it. So that's exciting that you kind of are pulled in that direction. Yes, I definitely do. I got the opportunity to teach in college as a student teacher and I loved every second of it. And I was like, I think this is what I want to do. (laughs) That's cool. Well, Lacey, what's a typical day look like for you? So um, right now with my bottle babies, I wake up. um, If I want to be adventurous and go to the gym first, I wake up at about 530. But if I don't and I want to sleep on a little, I sleep till 615. But then I go feed my bottle babies, do a little check or nobody popped out a kid while I was sleeping. Um, and then if I don't go to the gym, I go to work. Um, I work at a ag inputs company, which is basically just all things crop production side. So the complete opposite end of uh, animal production. Um, I run the office there. So I basically babysit grown men. Um, but I really do love that job. Very lenient and just work there all day. Um, come home, get about five fifteen ish. I'm home. Um, if I need to grab feed, stop at the PO, uh, PO box or mail out some stuff. I do get home feed my babies again, check my ladies, film some TikToks if I need to, um, 
and then come in the house. I do have a small business that I run with my prints that I take the photos of my ladies and then my stickers that I've designed with my best friend. Um, so I'll put those orders together, shower, eat dinner, and then usually lay in bed and do it all again. <laughs> <laughs> that's a busy, that's a long day. Where can people follow you and find your small business so we can support you? Oh, well, it's on Etsy. It's just Heifer Please Co. Um, I have it linked on my TikTok and my Instagram, but uh, hoping to expand more. It's just a lot when with calving season, I was busy with everything. And I was just, I was like, I'm getting my orders out that I can. But right now I just, as far as getting new stuff, I had to put it on hold because I was, I was very fortunate still. I had all my babies were natural birth. I didn't have any issues with my girls, but I had snow in the barn with her hoof raw. And then I had Elsie in the barn and then she had twins and I was just, <laughs> it was a chaos. Sure. Yeah. And, um, so you, you were, you've been navigating, at least from what I can see online, is that you've been navigating quite a few hardships over the last couple of months. Can you mm-hmm. kind of explain that, that sometimes it's not always roses and things you have to really problem solve and uh, there's a hard part to farming and ranching? Yeah, I've been open and transparent since beginning with people, whether it was um, the animal situation or it was my own mental health. I tell people, I'm like, I don't want you guys to think, because I think there's a stigma of like, oh, this person gets 500,000 followers. They start making thousands of dollars off TikTok and then they go to LA and I'm like, no, no, no. My uh, TikTok from last year shows I made $62. So no, 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 it is not that way for everybody. Um, uh, I just like, I was really just always like to be open with everybody because, you know, there is like, I love having cattle and I love having my girls. They bring me so much joy and there's sad days where I have to put Elsie down like I had to. And that's really freaking hard. Um, there's been times where I've had baby calves and I've done everything in my power and they still just don't make it. Um, and it sucks. And those are really hard days. And I think those are the days that I'm like, God, is this, this is what I want to do. Is this worth it? But then I have miracle babies like Oswald who should have died. I mean, all the odds were against him. And he was like, no, I'm good. Like (laughs) I'm actually going to stay here and fight because I want to be here. And he's an ornery little shit out in the field now. (laughs) And I just, I want to be open because like, I don't want anyone to think I'm hiding anything. I don't want anyone to think that, you know, I want to be a real person on the internet. I don't want anyone to think that there's this inflation of stardom. I'm not any different just because people have decided to follow me on a social media platform. I just now have a lot of people that get to experience my cattle with them. Um, and I think that since I do live in Ohio, a small town in Ohio, and I do still keep my job, I think that definitely helps. Because, like, I forget, like, I'll have somebody recognize me at Target, and I'm like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> How do you know who I am? And they're like, you post videos on this thing that, like, everybody on the planet can see. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We, we have a wood sign company called Simply Stained Shop. And people, the lady was delivering wood to us, and she goes, oh, my gosh. You are the chicken coop lady. I'm like, what, excuse me? What are you talking about? She goes, can I get a picture next to your chicken coop? I'm like, yes, Carly, you can. <laughs> but you kind of forget that. Like, it's it's pretty cool. The internet is so interesting. And with that, you've now been able to open up a small business and mm-hmm. also made some extra income too. Yes, it has definitely helped. When um, It was very beneficial when, because um, like, uh, as 
anybody who started their own business knows that even if you have a big backing, still the first couple of years, you don't make a lot of money because I've just put all that money back into it. But it was nice because, you know, I didn't have to even second guess when Blue needed to be in the barn for four months. I was like, I have a little extra money. I know that I can get, keep her fed. We can keep working with it. And then same thing with Elsie and Snow. Excuse me. There was no hesitation of, oh, I can just keep them in the barn like it's no big deal. Like before it would have been like a little bit more like, all right, we're going to have to cut some corners here. Or like I may have had to make a more drastic decision sooner instead of giving like blue more time. But it was so nice having that extra support. And it was not just getting like having so many people. Like when I had to tell people that I was like Elsie wasn't looking good, I was devastated, not only for myself because I was upset, but just knowing that so many people have grown to love my cattle but everyone was so nice and so incredibly sweet and it was just like every time for me at least I've been so lucky I really cannot complain because every time I've been like maybe people are gonna like take this the wrong way maybe people are gonna be upset and then I'm just greeted with like absolute love and support and it's been phenomenal that's really good to hear well and I how can so you're selling stickers and you're selling your prints and so can you kind of elaborate a little bit more like was there a demand from the people off of your social media that said hey we we want this from you or was this always a pull that you wanted to do so it's kind of a little bit of both because people really wanted merch but like I think again I think that there's the stigma of like once you have a couple hundred thousand followers there's just people dying to work with you I'm a weird category um there's a lot of people looking at me and go how are we going to incorporate a cow lady with our brand like you know how is she gonna (laughs) sell razors or something you know so I really didn't have a lot of interest and so I'm like I'm just I'm just a regular person with not only a cattle farm but a normal job and now people want to have something like for my merchandise so I was just like really just concerned and then luckily I have a lot of thank yous to go towards one of my good friends that I actually we became friends through TikTok and um, she's become one of my best friends now. She's a great person, but she was very good with the business side. She's a graphic designer and artist and she had her own Etsy. And so she helped me tremendously. She was just like, all right, let's get the sticker thing. And so we started with just the stickers. We did a couple launches and I separately had um, done photography in the past. I've done client photography and I always just loved it. I had a passion for it. I loved taking photos um, and I always kind of liked the idea of being able to make money off of it, but I'd never pushed it. And then I was like, people on my Instagram were like, we would buy these. Like, these are really like cool. Like I want to do this. And that was when it really sparked me because I've always been somebody who I can't draw worth a crap, cannot paint. I'm just not artistic in that sense. And I was always very envious of people who are very artistic because it's such a cool thing. And the photography was the one thing that I was like, I can take a mean photo. (laughs) I can do some like, and so when people were like, these are incredible photos and I want this in my house. That was when it was really like a moment for me of like, Oh my God, like that's super cool. So um, then I started selling my prints and that's been my like favorite part and my like proudest moment because that's something that I get a lot of enjoyment out of. Like I wasn't finding as much enjoyment out of just taking senior pictures or something, but I'll lay in the field for six hours and take pictures of my cows (laughs) and edit them. But um, so yeah, that's where it started. Um, people, there's a lot of other avenues I want to go down, but it's just building up the materials and the money to be able to, you know, expand in other ways. I'd like to get my own website instead of using Etsy. Etsy has been a great platform. It's been a fantastic platform, especially for somebody who doesn't have a crap ton of time, but needs like an easier, like surface. It's been great, but I have my own website soon and all that jazz and just see where I end up. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, if you ever need any kind of, um, if you want everyone to bounce questions off of me, we have a Etsy site as well as our own website and we use Shopify. So if you have ever any other questions, you're always welcome to ask Lacey. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. What has been your favorite part on social media? I like to read a lot of my DMs and I like to have an open communication wave between me and the people that watch my videos. And I will say that something that like really jerks my heart is when people are like, you know, my daughters get to see you running a farm and that's really cool. And that's something that I've always been a very strong female. Um, My dad is an incredible man and he was like, you can do anything like no hesitation. And my dad not only says that to me, but he'll say that around other people. And, um, so it makes me very excited. It makes me very happy. And I think that I cuss like a sailor. I'm definitely an idiot, but I do like to try to be a decent role model at the end of the day. And it makes me happy that I get a platform where I can show any young person regardless, but especially young females, like, listen, you're going to get looks and guys are going to mansplain, but the best (laughs) thing you can back in their face like hey hun let me back that gooseneck trailer better than you (laughs) i got this feedback you don't worry about it so it's been something that i definitely don't take lightly and i definitely am very proud of that aspect because i had one lady not too long ago dm me that was like i watch my your tiktoks with my two young girls and they're both interested in agriculture and you make it seem possible and that's something that they really need to see. And I was just like, oh crap. <laughs> like, I just look at it as like, I'm just an idiot talking to her cows, but you realize that you have a lot more impact than just that. Sure, you definitely do. And I think with a lot of people being online more um, or being at home more and maybe not be able to get out and experience a lot of those things, they are able to see a different side of the world. Uh, we're connecting to so many different people and uh, it's just really cool that you get to be a part of that. So yeah, Great it's definitely keep going. Yeah. It's, I mean, and I have people who are 12 and people with 12 year olds and then people who are in their fifties and sixties. I have all walks of life, all races. And I think that's the funnest part is because people see my videos and they're like, Oh, so it's all cattle people that follow you. And I'm like, no, I think actually they're the minority. <laughs> like, I was like, I think most people that follow me are just like, this is cool. Like I don't, cause I mean, I'll get on that. Um, there's a guy, I can't remember his username for the life of me right now, but he has tortoises and I get wrapped up videos every time they come on there. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, this is a whole new world. <laughs> Fantastic. He's feeding baby turtles and you just get wrapped up in other people's lives. Like I'll see somebody like a day in the life of New York. And I'm like, how do you do that? So it's very cool that you get to kind of do that. And that's kind of how my pages are set up is just, you know, I want you to feel like it's also kind of your herd and you get to be a part of it too, because it's a cool experience for some people who may not have even ever been able to see a cow in person. Right. Where can people follow you? So, um, my usernames on TikTok and Instagram are almost the exact same. It's Lacey M. Evans, which some people think is the Evans, but it's just for my middle name, Marie. But my name is spelled a little funny too. It's L-A-C-I-E. And I think on TikTok, it's the one with the underscore. Pretty sure. But that's where you can follow me. And then um, on my Etsy, it is just Heifer Please Co. Wonder. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time.